I am, was personally blessed by our sister Amoral's preaching uh, last Sunday. And indeed, my personal takeaway is the restoration of faith is when we run to God. I like that. I personally like that because running to God not only increases our faith, it also brings us into peace, which uh, I find it very beautiful because it relates with what we're going to discuss today. And so uh, I'm so happy and blessed by that. And uh, I, was, I texted Sister Amorel. I said, there's one room for improvement. We should hear you more. Yeah. So I think you will say amen to that. Um, so with those things, let us study and dive into the Word of God. We will be reading from the Gospel according to John. We will be reading from John chapter 14, verses 25 to uh, 27. I will read from the English Standard Version. If you are at home, read with us. If you are here, may I request you to stand as a reverence to the Word of God and uh, read with your eyes because we could not um, read loudly. We will read from John chapter 14, verses 25 to 27. And let us read. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. May the Lord be worshipped and praised by the reading of His Word. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank You for this opportunity that we could come together to study Your Word. Be with us today, Lord. Speak to us. Use Your servant to speak to Your people today, I pray. May they be encouraged. May their hearts, Lord, not be troubled. And Lord, help them not to be afraid. Be with your people today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Let's all be seated. Today, we're unfaced by thousands of COVID cases. Now, it's a regular thing that we see in our WhatsApp, 3,000, 2,000, 2,000 so far, 2,000 cases. And uh, indeed, the government statement is true that we should live with COVID. So, in our home, I told them that other than uh, trying to avoid COVID by not going out so much and taking the necessary precautions, I, I told them that we should prepare for any eventuality that it will come to our home. So I think I would suggest that you also do the same. Let's prepare. But we're especially thankful to God because that most cases that we have, at least in Singapore, are most of them are mild and asymptomatic, so we continue to pray. Let's not grow weary. Let's not be afraid. And uh, let's continue to pray for our brothers and sisters, not only here in Singapore, but also for your relatives and friends in the Philippines. And I think we become more prayerful during this COVID time, more than the pre-pandemic stage. I don't know if you will agree with me, but I think we are. We, we become more prayerful. So with these scenarios coming, with 2,000, and they foresee that there will be around... Uh, 3,000, 4,000 cases a day. Um, these situations somehow 
disturb our peace. I believe that our study today would be very apt because we need peace now more than ever. With the scenarios of, uh, around the globe, our hope and our peace are often disturbed, if not rubbed away from us. So today, let's discuss this. What is peace? Ano ang kapayapaan? What is this God's promise of peace? How was this peace lost? Paano nawawala yung kapayapaan natin? And how could this peace be regained? So this leads me to our um, uh, topic today. Two things. The loss of peace and the regaining of peace. These two things that we'll be discussing today. And uh, let me say this, this title isn't original from me. It was in inspired by the classic Paradise Lost, Paradise Regained by one of the English poets, one of the greatest English poets, I would say John Milton. So, hindi po original sa akin yung Peace Lost, Peace Regained. I just use that from the uh, poetry of John Milton. If you have time, read that. Uh, it's a very long poetry. It's in English and Old English. But read that. It's beautiful. Peace lost, peace regained. So I'll ask you, what things tend to rob you of your peace? Ano pong mga bagay ang nangyayari sa inyo na nagnanakaw o kumukuha ng inyong kapayapaan? Before I start, let me give you a testimony. What robbed me of my peace? And this is a personal testimony. Probably most of you might have heard this. In 2012, two days before the kids' camp, which we organized because, as you know, Donna and I were part of uh, Praise Kids for 10 years before I assumed and uh, I took over as a chair and later on became part of the pastoral team. We were part of the, I was part of the Praise Kids ministry. So, during that time, 2012, Donna developed blisters and red spots around her ankle, her legs, and her thighs. And it was painful that she could barely walk. And, uh, but of course, the kids' camp would be uh, two days. Uh, it will be full steam already, so we proceeded with the camp. And so while we were there in the camp, our late uh, sister, uh, Tita Alma Formantes, saw, because she was a nurse, uh, and she saw those blisters around her ankle, her thighs, and her legs. And Tita Alma said, Donna, I think that's something else. It's not just, you know, blisters. And I think you have to go to the doctor. And with their kindness, they drove us to the clinic. This is what... Uh, what Donna's legs look like. This is not Donna's legs, by the way. This is what it looks like, her ankles and feet. Donna developed an autoimmune disease called Henoch-Shunlein purpura. I could hardly pronounce that autoimmune disease, much less I don't even know what this is. I don't even know what that is. This is actually an autoimmune disease, later on we found out commonly that affects children. 
It's very rare that it will affect adults, and it will rarely affect Asian women. So it's very rare for Donna to have that. So pinag-aralan siya sa isang ospital. And that disturbed my peace. And during that time, I also needed to be away for an overseas assignment for one month. I will be half globe away from Singapore. I will be in American Samoa for a month. I was extremely worried. That destroyed my peace, our peace. Imagine, we were just, we're not even five years into our marriage. We have a two-year-old son. And I asked God, and this was an honest uh, statement from me. I said, Lord, you couldn't be so mean to me. mean, Lord. This is too much for my wife to have an autoimmune disease. I mean, ang isip ko noon autoimmune disease ay lupus, you know, and all of those things. Will my wife die? I just recently married. I mean, and I would have to be away for a month. So Donna would have to undergo biopsies, would go to several visits to the doctor alone. Without me, I was very worried. I was extremely worried. But what calmed me during those times in an early devotion in our group, because, you know, I'm working then as a corporate secretary of the mission agency, so we would always have a morning devotion. We were led to Psalms 46.5. And I was particularly struck by the pronouns used in Psalms 46, and you know that. It reads like this, I shall be with her. She shall not be moved. I will be with her at the break of dawn. And verse 10 says, be still and know that I am God. That spoke to me. That spoke to my heart. That restored my peace. And what's beautiful about that is that I realized that in that verse, the Bible was using a female pronoun, her. And you know the poetry of God? I got the news that Donna will be cleared of her henoch and lane purpura, the HSP, and that there's no leak in her kidneys. And indeed, God was with her and, shall, and was with her during that ordeal, even though I was away. And so I said, Lord, indeed, you did not move her. So nasaan yung I will be with her at the break of dawn? I received the news, this good news, noon time in American Samoa. I didn't realize that it was morning in Singapore, 7 a.m., when Donna broke to me the very good news. Indeed true. I shall be with her at the break of dawn. She shall not be. I will be with her at the break of dawn, 7 a.m. And with that, I was able to find peace. Then my definition of peace becomes clear. I finally understood what it means to be peace with God, to be at peace with God, and the peace of God. The definition of peace in the Bible, that very definition of peace, I was able to have it. And that's very beautiful. And I hope today this is something that we will learn in my personal experience, I've experienced the peace of God. Of course, I would experience turmoil. Nakakaramdam din ako ng mga takot, ng pangamba. Candidate nga ako sa 
anxious people, di ba? Mga, isang ako sa mga uh, presidente ng uh, associ- ano, Singapore Association for the Anxious People. Very anxious akong tao. But God gave me peace. And in the Bible, let's look at the definition of peace in the Bible. The Bible, whenever it says peace, it means shalom in Hebrew. Or Irene, si Ate Irene, di ba? Or Irene in Greek. You see shalom mostly in the Hebrew uh, text in the Old Testament. And you see Irene or Irene in Greek in the New Testament. So there's a lot of that. We won't go there one by one. So, Merriam-Webster defines peace as absence of conflict. Kawalan ng pag-aaway. Tama rin, tama rin naman yon. Freedom from disturbance. No one is pestering, no one is bothering you. So, you're at peace. Meron ba mga umiistorbo sa inyo, mga nagtatext sa inyo? Sabihin nyo, give me peace. Another definition is security and order. That's also definition of peace. Another definition, according to Merriam-Webster, is harmony in relationship. Totoo naman yun. If you have absence of conflict, freedom from disturbance, security in order, harmony in relationship, that is peace. But more importantly and aptly and nearest to the biblical definition of shalom or peace is this, completeness and wholeness. That is the nearest biblical definition of peace according to Bible scholars. So whenever we see peace or shalom in the Bible, it means not just the absence of conflict, not just freedom from disturbance, not just security and order, harmony and relationship, not only that, completeness and wholeness. Shalom. In the Roman Catholic tradition, they do this very beautifully in their liturgy whenever they will greet one another. Tayo, di ba? Sis, kamusta? Sila, what, they, what do they do? Peace be with you. Shalom be with you. Meaning they say, the completeness and wholeness be with you. That's a good thing. So peace be with you. And also with you. Di ba? And that's good. That's good to greet one another. Let the peace of God be with you. Let the wholeness and the completeness of God be with you. I hope you will also wish me, you will also wish me the same. And that leads us to our first part. Because while it talks about the completeness and wholeness of God, the shalom of God, that peace was lost. How was this peace lost? Paano nawala itong kapayapaan na ito? Obviously, Peace was lost because of sin. Let's go back to the creation narrative. Sin entered the world through the disobedience of man. And the perfect order and beauty and balance of creation were marred by sin. Peace was lost. The reason for the loss of our peace Ang dahilan bakit nawalan tayo ng kapayapaan o wala tayong kapayapaan, ang epekto nun, ang, ang nagsanhi nun ay ang kasalanan. It was sin that caused us to lose our peace. We were alienated, separated from the wholeness, the completeness of God's perfect order and balance because of sin. It is because 
of sin that the entire creation was subjected to death and decay. You could trace almost all human tragedies from sin. The human tragedy was caused by sin. Our bodies, as I've mentioned earlier, uh, were subjected into corruption because of sin. Romans 8.20, it says here in NLT, against its will, all creation, the entire creation, was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. So currently, our state is that we are in a state of death and decay because of sin. In human terms, there are three things and three conflicts that existed. The first is conflict within ourselves because of sin. The second one is conflict, conflict with our fellow human beings because of sin. And ultimately, the third conflict, the reason why we don't have peace, is we are ultimately in conflict against God. So, we are stressed left and right. We don't have peace. Wala tayong kapayapaan because of sin. And this sin caused conflict. Sabi ko nga, ano yung unang conflict? Conflict with self. Your worries with this ongoing virus. Alalang-alala kayo. Merong ibang mga OA naman. Meron na siya obsessive compulsive behavior. Tama lang na mag-ingat. Tama lang na tayo sumusunod. Bawag naman kayo mga OA. Makaka... Samba natin hindi makukuha yung virus. Lumabas ka lang sa lift, may nakasalubong ka, na positive pala, nakuha mo na. So mag-ingat, pero huwag maging OA. Magkaiba yon. Pero worried ka. That's a conflict within yourself. You're overly worried. You're worried about your employment. Bukas ba may trabaho pa ako? You're worried about your health. And that disturbs your peace as well. Or the health and safety of your loved ones back home. Alam ko marami sa inyo nagte-text ngayon. Si ganito may sakit. At ingat-ingatan sabihin sa mga kasama sa ating mga kaibigan sa Pilipinas, mga kamag-anak niyo, ingatan ang pagte-text. One time, nagalit ako sa aking tiyakin dahil nag-text siya. Sabi niya, Dan, patay na ang nanay. So, ang lola ko ay tawag ko ay nanay. Sabi ko sa iyan ko, Tinday, patay na ang nanay, patay na ang nanay. Pag roll cross, scroll ko sa iba ba na kayo, patay na nanay ni Aling Bioli. That's true story, I'm not joking. Nag-init ang ulo ko, sabi ko, ayos-ayusin ang pag-text. Dapat ang text mo, Dan, namatay yung nanay ni Aling Bioli, yung nanay ni Bioli, namatay na. Hindi yung Dan, namatay na nanay ni Aling Bioli. <laughs> Dahil doon, nagkaroon ng conflict against others. We, we were worried about that. We're worried about our future. Overthinking creates anxiety in us. We're also disturbed sometimes by our past. Ang dami, conflict within ourselves. Another conflict, sabi ko kanina, is conflict with others. Nasras kayo nga, sabi ko kanina sa mga kamang-anak na pasaway, na mga text ng text, na walipa yung text. Mga anak niyong pasaway, mga asawang taksig. Mga kamag-anak at friends na nangungutang, pag di pa napautang, ikaw pa masama. Ikaw pa binalak, ha? 
Sabi ko nga, okay din kayo, no? Kayo na nga nangungutang, kayo pa na may kailangan namang vlog sa akin. Tapos si Chismis ka pa, sabihin na, ako, anak ko ripot naman yan, ganun, di mal- ma- malapitan, samantalang noong araw, ganyan, manami pa sila mga ganyan. Alam po, nakaka-relate kayo. But it creates conflict and it disturbs our peace here. Tama? Nananahimik ka, nagtatrabaho ka, naglalaba ka, bigla-bigla may matitek sa'yo. Marangamusta muna. So this time, mga friends sa FB, wag na kayong mga musta, diretsahan na meron ka bang ipapautang para makita na, ah, okay. Hindi yung kamusta na, ang tagal niyo nag-text, sakala nagkakamustahan kayo. O, kamusta na yung inaanak ko? Ang tagal, ang tagal. Siguro naubos na, naubos na. Kala mo na kinakamusta ka, you're so happy. And this is true, you know, you're so happy texting that friend. I mean, by the way, meron nga pala akong, wow, ang dami na nating text, sana ubus yung oras ko. Dapat ganito, friend pautang ng 3,000. Stop. May pera ka ba? O pag nag-reply, no. Tapos, by the way, gusto kitang kamustahin din. O din lang kapos. So, mga friends, ha, derechahan. Kami dito nasa abroad, nahirapan kami minsan eh. Tansyahin, anong gusto nyo eh. Derechahan. Gusto ka mangutang 3,000. Full stop. Di ba? Gusto nyo yon di ba? Derechahan na. Kasi nagkaka-conflict kami sa inyo eh. Mga boss na stressful. O, ang dami ring relate sa inyo. Mga boss na stressful, wala sa nang ganawa kundi tambakan kayo ng trabaho to give you a lot of things. Mag-English ako konti, mga listeners natin na English, sabi nila. Your stressful and stressed out boss, yung stress nila tinatransfer sa inyo. Conflict with our human beings. And ultimately, ultimately, conflict with God. Our rebellion in our sinful nature. That is our ultimate problem because of sin, as I've mentioned. That is how our peace was lost. And looking into the Bible, the Israelites are classic examples of this. You know, the Israelites have had conflict with themselves, with their neighboring kingdoms, as they have been subdued by many empires throughout their history. And ultimately, they were in conflict with God because of sin. Conflict with their own selves. You will, I will not go far, Adam and Eve. Abraham, David, Saul, and down the line, name it, lahat sila may conflict within, our, within themselves. It's their sin. And conflict with their neighbors. As you know, Israel was subdued and was uh, surrounded by their enemies, their neighboring uh, kingdoms. So yung peace wala sa kanila. Could you just imagine whenever the Bible uh, says that God will give them peace, that's very important to them. You know why? Because it's difficult to leave a war-torn era or war-torn place. Have you, sino rito na buhay ng World War II? Wala, no? Wala. We're all young. Yan. But could you imagine if you live during those times, if you live World War, if during the World War I and World War II, that's difficult. You would need peace. Peace was a necessity to them. We've never lived in a war-torn life. We've never experienced war. Maliban na lang siguro, tiga sulo kayo, basilan, tawi-tawi, nasa gitna kayo ng labanan ng mga abusayap and all. But we've never lived a life of war. And so for people of God during that time, whenever God says, I will bring you peace, for them that's very important. And ultimately, in conflict with their God, they were against and rebelling against God. 
ang titigas ng ulo nila, similar to our natures. We are enemies of God. And that's the reason why we've lost our peace. Let's consider these verses from Romans chapter 1, verses 29 to 31. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, greed and depravity. Depravity means, nilagay ko dyan, morally corrupt. They are full of envy, murder, strife, you're angry or you're bitter, deceit and malice. They are gossip, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, meaning rude, bastos, arrogant, boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They're not just murderers. They're not just deceitful, malicious. They're not just gossipers. They're not just slanderers. They're not just God-haters. They're not just insolent. They're not just arrogant and boastful. Ito pa. They invent ways of doing evil. Could you imagine inventing ways to do evil? Ah, so, hindi pa pala exhaustive itong listahan na ito. People can still invent ways of doing evil. Naranasan nyo sa inyong buhay. Could you imagine someone that you love or someone that you trust would do something bad to you and you could imagine, you've done that to me? Naisip mo yun? Wala nga sa listahan yun ng Romans 29.31 eh, na-invento mo yun. They disobey their parents. Mga children, ha? They have no understanding, they no fidelity, mga taksil. No love, no mercy. If this, what, what we are, and if these are the characters that we have, and if these things exist in the world, how can we have peace? Could you imagine these things present in the world? How can we have peace? If there's wickedness, evil, greed, people invent ways of doing it, how can you have peace? Indeed, peace will be lost. Imagine a world that is full of these things. How can we have peace? How can we have the shalom of God, the wholeness and the completeness in God? Wala. Could you imagine how difficult that would be? And in one way or another, we've experienced this. Either we've done this, or it was done to us. Meron ba sa inyo ritong kayo ay naslander? Pinagsalitaan ng hindi maganda? Pinagchismisan? Ginawa ng masama? Pinagtaksilan? O di kaya kayo ang nagslander? Kayo ang nagchismis? Kayo ang nagtaksil? Kayo ang hindi umibig? So either you experience this, if it's done to you, or you've done this. Para pareho lang. Wag naman yung laging tayo ang kawawa. Minsan tayo rin naman ang nangangawawa ng tao, hindi ba? Aminin natin yun. Because that's who we are as people. That is our nature. By nature, human beings are morally corrupt. We are depraved. We are evil. Just one click. One click. One push button of yourself you will do something you could never imagine you will be able to do. Kaya nga, di ba sabi, lumaluyo ka sa akin, baka maglimang paningin ko, baka hindi ka tamatan siya, lumaluyo. Kaya lumayo kayo pag may ganun tanong sa itang, lumaluyo, lumayo talaga kayo. Kasi ibig sabihin, he's already boiling. So how can we have peace? How 
can we regain that peace? And that leads us to our second part. So that's how our peace was lost, because of sin, because of the conflict we have with ourselves, with our fellow human beings, and ultimately against God. That's how peace was lost. And that leads us to our second part. How can peace be regained? Paano natin makakamtan? How can we have the shalom of God? Are you looking for the shalom of God? Sino rito na nangailangan ng kapayapan? Nagulong-gulong isip nyo. Sa mga kaibigan natin online, sino ngayon gulong-gulong isip nyo? You need the peace of God. How can this peace be regained? There's good news. There is good news. There is a divine promise that the shalom of God, the peace of God will be restored. And it's not just restored, it will not end. The shalom of God that is promised to us will be restored and it will not and it will be an everlasting state of completeness, order, balance, goodness, and wholeness. That is the promise of God. That is the good news. And we can find that in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 to 7. And let us read these verses. It's not just for Christmas. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Prince of Shalom. Prince of completeness and wholeness of the greatness of his government and peace of shalom, there will be no end. That is the promise. So God promised in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 to 7, that this is not a temporary peace. This is not just a truce. When two people are in conflict, I will make a truce and therefore there will be a ceasefire. This is not ceasefire. I'm offering you an everlasting peace. A peace that will have no end. A true, lasting, eternal peace. And that's what we want. Through this child, through the Son, the promise is the shalom. Not just the absence of conflict. Not just harmony in relationship. Not just anything else, security and order. Not just that wholeness and completeness, restoration, peace, shalom. That is the promise of God. And in our text, let's read, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. It was Jesus who's saying this. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Now it appears to us that there is a relationship between the coming of the Spirit, the coming of the Holy Spirit, and the peace that Jesus brings. In this verse, if we read, this chapter 14, verse 25 to 27, there is a relationship between the coming of the Holy Spirit and the peace that Jesus will bring into our lives. And the beauty of this verse is this. We see the Trinity at work. But the Helper, God the Holy Spirit, will be sent by whom? By the Father. To whose name? 
in my name, in Jesus' name. Could you imagine? Napakatatag pala ng kapayapaan na inaalok ng Diyos. It's a Trinitarian work. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit to work for your peace. And when we look at this verse, the Helper, whom the Father will send, will, the Holy Spirit, will do two things in this verse. What is the first thing? He will teach us. That's number one. Teach us. Nakalagay doon? He will teach you all things. And number two, bring you to remembrance or remind you. So, the Spirit, when He comes, He will first teach us. Teach us what? Teach us the way we will worship God. Teach us the way of God. Lead us to Christ. The Holy Spirit will teach us to have a completeness in God. To have shalom with God. The Spirit will teach us to love God. To have a communion with Him. How to worship Him. How to live with God. And how to have a relationship with Him. That is what the Holy Spirit will teach us. And that would lead us to peace. And the Holy Spirit will also remind us. The first is He will teach us. The second one is that He will remind us all the teachings of Jesus. Ano ba yung teaching ni Jesus? To love God. To love others. To teach the way of Jesus about His salvation, about His sacrifice, about the kingdom of God, about the promise of your future, of the kingdom of God, which would lead us to peace. In other words... The Spirit leads us to the knowledge of Jesus Christ that knowing Jesus Christ, knowing Christ, the Prince of Peace, will be our way to peace. It is crucial for us to know the knowledge of Christ for us to know peace. You know why? Because the knowledge of Jesus Christ, enabled by the Spirit of God as He will teach us and remind us what Jesus has taught us is the foundation of Christian peace. Peace is not a feeling. It's not just a feeling. Kasi kung ang pakayapaan ay pakiramdam lang, very every moment you will be troubled. But the foundation of Christian peace is our knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you know Jesus, you will have peace. And that is why the Holy Spirit is, will be teaching us and will be reminding us who this Prince of Peace is. So when Jesus said in verse 27, not the peace the world gives, my peace. Sinabi ni Jesus, hindi peace lang ordinaryong peace ang ibibigay sa inyo. Hindi ordinaryong shalom. Hindi ordinaryong completion. Hindi ordinaryong completeness. My completeness, my wholeness, I give to you. Because without, without knowing Christ, you will have no peace. And that is the relationship. The Holy Spirit will lead us to know Christ, and the knowledge of Christ will bring us peace. If Jesus is the Prince of Peace and you don't know Him, how can you have peace? 
Paano kayo magkakaroon ng kapayapaan kung hindi nyo kilala yung nagbibigay ng kapayapaan? The foundation of God's peace is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. To know Christ is to have the foundation of peace. So peace is enabled by the Holy Spirit as He would teach us and remind us of Christ's teaching. So, peace is regained through the Spirit of God. Number one, first and foremost, peace is regained through the Spirit of God. Now, not only that the Spirit of God will lead us to peace, He will produce peace as fruit in us. Alam nyo, not only that we will experience peace, not only that we will know God's shalom, we will produce it. Ang sabi sa Galatians 5, 22 to 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such things, there is no law. We will know the peace of God when we know Christ, enabled by the Spirit. And we can only have peace through the Spirit of God. And uh, Bill Crowder explained this very beautifully if you've read this in the, our devotional, Our Daily Bread. I think he captured it very beautifully. He said, As the Spirit enables us to live in God's shalom, who enables us to live in God's shalom? The Spirit. We will learn, this is what the Spirit does, we will learn to bring our needs and concerns to our Heavenly Father. Because who leads us to prayer? Who pushes us to pray? Is it the Holy Spirit? Am I right? And so, we will learn to bring our needs and concerns to our Heavenly Father. It's the Spirit that enables us to do that. This in turn brings us the peace of God which transcends all understanding. The peace that will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. In Christ's Spirit, our hearts experience true shalom. So indeed, John chapter 14, verses 25 to 27, there is a relationship between the coming of the Spirit and the peace of God. And I think Bill Crowder explained that very beautifully here. It is the Spirit that enables us to live in God's shalom. And then you will learn to bring your cares, anxieties, your concerns to God. Ano po yung bumabagabag sa inyong puso ngayon? Through the Spirit, God will enable you to bring that to the Father. And with that, the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If there's anything that uh, that bothers you today, bring that to God. Alam niyo, God is interested in your peace. In whatever things that you're anxious today, here is the command. Have peace. Magkaroon kayo ng kapayapaan. You know, the worth of our peace, ang halaga ng ating kapayapaan hindi sa ating uh, kalusugan, is not on what we have or on our assets not in our position. The worth of our peace is not what other people think about us. That's not the worth of our peace. Hindi yun ang halaga ng ating kapayapaan. Anong halaga ng inyong kapayapaan? The worth of our peace 
is Jesus. And so, our peace, when it's dependent upon Jesus, it becomes strong. So, in the end, your peace is dependent upon whether or not you have Jesus. Ang kapayapaan ninyo ay nakasalalay kung kilala ninyo ba si Jesus o hindi. You will never have peace unless and until that peace is founded, solidly grounded, rooted deeply, embedded in Christ. I'll say that again. You will never have true, lasting peace unless and until that peace, yung kapayapaan na yon, is founded solidly, grounded, rooted deeply in Christ. Your peace, the worth of your peace is not your health, not your asset, not what other people think about you. So when people say something about you, you tell them, that's not worth of my peace. My peace is grounded, solidly embedded in Christ. My knowledge of Jesus. Ang tanong, kilala ba ninyo si Jesus? Ang prinsipe ng kapayapaan. Sapagat kung hindi nyo siya kilala, paano kayo magkakaroon ng kapayapaan? May your peace be solidly grounded on that. And we will read from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always again. I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, in, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, the shalom of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mga kapatid, when we read this verse, to rejoice is an imperative. It's a command. Sabi nito, the Lord is at hand, meaning the Lord is near. God is interested in our peace. He promised that He will give it to us. Sabi dito, the peace that passeth all understanding. Passeth all understanding, not passeth all feelings. All understanding. That's why I, I said a while ago that your peace must be based on your knowledge of Jesus Christ. Because your peace will be disturbed by the things that you know. And so when you know greater things, you know that someone is sick. You, you have peace with Jesus Christ. You know that you don't have money anymore, but you have peace in Jesus Christ. You know it. Your peace will never be based on what you just feel. Your peace will be based on what you know and who you know. At sinong kilala ninyo? Si Jesus. Because the peace of the world, and sabi dun sa verse kanina, sa John 14, the peace that I give you is not the peace that the world gives. Because the world, that the peace that the world gives is something that is tangible. Yung mga nahahawakan. Our asset, our health, or our current circumstance. The peace that the world offers is very circumstantial. Kung ano lang yung meron dito ngayon, yun ang kapayapaan. Meron kang pera sa banko, payapa ka. Oh, I have uh, uh, $1,000 in the bank. I'm very peaceful. O meron akong health insurance, I'm very peaceful. I'm not against it, by the way. That's good. But that is not the worth of our ultimate peace. 
The ultimate peace is not based on our current circumstance. Our ultimate peace is our peace with God and peace in Jesus Christ. And very interestingly, you know, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. At yung dove is an archetype symbol of peace, reconciliation, purity, and gentleness. Sabi sa Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. So, sabi ko rito, the archetype symbolism of dove is peace. And, you know, it is as if the symbolism goes like this. It's saying that God is saying, here is your peace. Here is your reconciliation. Here is your hope. Here is your purity. Here is your holiness. Your sanctification is here when the Holy Spirit comes. Again, in that baptism of, the, of Jesus, we see triune God at work. We see the Holy Spirit, God the Father, and Jesus Christ. Because peace is regained, number one, through the Spirit. And peace is regained through the sacrifice of Jesus. So peace is regained through the Spirit, and peace is also regained through the sacrifice of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 to 18, it says here, Now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. By abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one man in place of two, so making peace, and that he might reconcile us both to God and in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and he preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father." I've mentioned a while ago that we've lost our peace because of sin. And we can regain that peace again through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, as we have read from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 to 18. Because the sacrifice of Jesus brought us completion, brought us shalom of God, brought us completion and wholeness and reconciled us to God. He ended our hostility with God. He became the offering. He himself, the Prince of Peace, brought us peace to end our conflict with God. So, we know this in the gospel that Jesus died so that we can be cleared off with our conflict with God and we can be reconciled with God. And so, whatever, whatever peace that was lost there, it was regained and we can regain that through Jesus Christ. Because that is the promise, eternal peace. Jesus promised, God promised, that He will bring us shalom. God promised that He will bring us completion. But while it is free, that shalom of God, it is not cheap. It took the life 
of God's only begotten Son, Jesus, to end your hostility to God, to bring you peace. Your peace was finally purchased on the cross. It's free, but it was definitely not cheap. Your peace, your shalom, your completeness, your wholeness from all your fears, your past, from all those things that disturbs you. All of them were finally purchased and were redeemed by God through his sacrifice on the cross. Because the coming of Christ, the coming of Jesus, as promised in Isaiah chapter 9, verse uh, uh, 6 to 7, the coming of Christ ushers peace. And we know that in Luke chapter 2, verse 14, and sabi ng Biblia, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now the question is this, do you really believe that? Do you really believe and do you really put your entire faith that God can bring you peace? Because the conflict is this. This is what's happening. Our peace was lost because of sin. Because there is an enmity between God and man brought about and caused by sin. And because of that sin, our peace was shattered. But God did not leave us there. God did not leave us in enmity against Him. God brought us shalom, an eternal peace with God. So this is the offer. What is it that robs you of your peace? Was it sin? Was it brokenness? Ano pong bumabagabag o nag-aalis ng inyong kapayapaan right at this very moment. This is the offer. God came down, took utmost humility, partook the nature of man so that He could bring you peace and He could reconcile you with His Father. If there is one being in this entire universe, my dear brothers and sisters, who's interested in the restoration of your peace to bring you shalom, if there is one person in this entire universe who is interested in bringing you completion and wholeness, that is Jesus. He is not against your peace. He is for it. He died for it. Don't ever think God is not interested in your peace. He is for it. God is interested in the restoration of your shalom. If you need it, the Holy Spirit will enable us to lead us to the Father and so that we could have the shalom of God. Now the question is, do you really believe in God? Do you really believe in that Prince of Peace? In Him who promised you that I will give you peace. Do you absolutely understand this peace that He brings? And that peace is not just the absence of conflict, security, and harmony. Not just that. He will bring you wholeness and restoration. He would reconcile you to God. Do you believe and give your full faith to the one who promised you that? And for those people who are listening to us online, do you really believe that? That Jesus Christ died on the cross to forgive your sins, to bring you in reconciliation with God, to reconcile you with God, to bring you shalom. Do you really believe that? 
that God can forgive your sins, that God can restore wholeness, restoration in you, to give you undeserved mercy and grace. This is the offer. Sabi ni Jesus, come to me and I will give you rest. Isn't that rest also in a form of shalom? I will end here. The poem of uh, Sam Alberry. We weren't expecting it. We weren't interested. We weren't involved. We didn't ask. We didn't deserve. We didn't help. We didn't even imagine. And yet, to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. Precisely to give us shalom. To give us peace. You're not expecting it. You're not interested. You're not even involved. You're not even asking for it. You don't even deserve that. You don't even help. You don't even imagine. But for you, a child is born. For you, a son is given. To give you peace. Do you yearn for God's peace? Do you want to put an end to the endless striving of that temporal peace? For that momentary pleasure? You wanted the peace of God. You wanted to be reconciled with Him. You could say, Lord, I'm anxious. I don't have peace. I have a lot of things that I'm worried about. I'm worried about my children in the Philippines. I'm worried about my health. I'm worried about the health of my loved ones now. I'm worried about what's happening around me. I'm grieving. I'm down. I'm lonely. I'm downcast. I'm needing of your peace. I needed shalom. I don't just need the absence of conflict. I needed completeness. I needed restoration. I need shalom. You wanted God to make you whole. For you, a child is born. For you, a son is given. And in him, peace shall have no end. And my dear brothers and sisters, as I end, for whatever it is right now, at this very moment, that shatters your peace. This is what Christ is saying, rejoice. The worth of your peace is not based on your circumstance right at this very moment. That is not the worth of your peace. That is not the peace. The worth of your peace is eternal because it is founded and grounded in Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And for all of you who are looking for peace, God is offering His Son, the Prince of Peace. And I will say that again, because for you, a child is born, for you, a son is given. And if you've said to yourself, Lord, I am a sinner. I could not have peace with myself, a lot of conflict within myself. I'm battling against sin. I'm struggling against sin. And I don't have peace with my past. I don't have peace with my future. I don't even have peace with my family. I don't even have peace with myself. I'm a sinner needing of your shalom. The invitation of God is for you to surrender your life to him and to believe that he died for you. And that is the worth of all our peace. And that what he has done on the cross for you to bring you 
Shalom. If you wanted to surrender your life to Jesus, my dear friends, before we end prayer, and you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, I invite you to surrender your life to God. And if all of you, any one of you here who has done that, who hasn't given your life to God and you don't understand the shalom of God, the completeness and the restoration that God offers, I want you to pray with me. And if you are needing that peace for whatever reason that disturbs you today, whatever it is that robs you of that peace, be rest assured that to you, a child is born. To you, a son is given. If you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, I want you to pray with me right now because this is the offer. God wants you to have a shalom with him. And let us pray. And follow me in this prayer. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner needing of peace. Lord, I am at lost with my sins, with my worries, needing of your grace. Lord Jesus, I believe what you have done on the cross for my sins so that you could give me eternal life and that you could reconcile me with the Father. Lord, today, I believe in what your son Jesus had done for me, offered me salvation for me to have eternal life, to be reconciled with you, to be restored in you, to have your shalom. Lord, today, I surrender my life to you. I confess all my sins to you. Forgive me, Lord, for all the things open my heart, my soul, and recognize you as my Savior and my Lord. From now on, Lord, lead me. Be the Lord of my life. And in your name, my Prince of Peace, you will restore me to wholeness and completeness. I ask this. Jesus, my Savior. Amen. Amen. Let me pray for you, my dear brothers and sisters. Father, today I pray that for those people who hasn't found yet their peace in you, Father, I pray that this gospel proclamation that we who have lost our peace because of sin, we have regained them through the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Father, today I pray that you will give them peace, whatever it is that bothers them, whatever it is, Lord God, that robs them of that peace. Father, I pray that you will speak to their hearts, to their minds, to their souls, and that you will restore wholeness and completeness in them, O Lord. Grant them that peace, O Lord. Grant them that peace that you have forgiven them, no matter how great, how grave, their sins were, Lord, you have forgiven them. Lord, Father, we pray that you will give them peace, at peace with you, 
assure them of your love, of your salvation, and give them that peace that they're yearning for. Father, I pray today for those people who are here. Lord, perhaps many of us are struggling with sin, struggling with anything, Lord God, addiction, or Lord, struggling with conflict with our family or our friends, or Lord, struggling or having conflict with our own selves, with our own health. Father, I pray that your shalom will be with your people. Lord, grant them peace that passeth all understanding. That even though they will walk to the valley of the shadow of death, they will fear no evil, for you are with them. Lord, may that peace cover them always. Panginoon, bigyan mo po ng kapayapaan ng aking mga kapalit Panginoon sa gitna ng kanilang mga pagdurusa sa kabila, Panginoon, ng kanilang mga pinagdaraanan. O Diyos, bigyan mo po sila ng kapayapaan. Kapayapaan na nagmumula sa inyo, Diyos. A deep peace that will only come from you, not from our circumstance, not because of what we have or what we can see in our future, what we have currently, Lord, but in you, deeply embedded only in Christ. Lord, I pray for peace. You promise us that peace, Father. Assure them, Lord God, at this very moment that you have heard their prayers, the cries of their hearts. You are for us. You are for our peace. You are for our welfare. You are, you are for our wholeness and completion. You are our shalom. And Father, today I pray that you will bless your people today. Bless us, O Lord, and may we have your peace. In the name of our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, amen and amen. Let us all stand to receive the Lord's benediction. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all, brought by the Spirit of God who produces us peace that surpasses all understanding now and in the days to come. For the glory of his name, our triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, and amen. Go well in peace, my dear brothers and sisters. And uh, please be safe, and we'll see you again next week. And for those of you who have joined us online, may you have the peace of God. We'll, uh, please join us again next week in our online prayer gathering and, of course, our online worship services. God bless you.